Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Um, doing a lot of different ones. I mean, just a lot of having been a, having a lot of not really equipment trouble. Just once again doing the best I can. A lot of a lot of technical difficulties have kind of made it hard in some ways to get podcasts out, but definitely. But there's a lot to come. Do not don't do not get me wrong. There is a lot, a lot to unpack. So UFC two sixty one. You know Anthony Smith versus Jim Crew. I mean two things that really stuck out in the fight was the jab. Jab's one of the most powerful weapons out there. I mean one of the most powerful weapons out there. I mean, like I said, it's so viable and so underused. It's like unbelievable. Um, and you know, and and that's what Anthony Smith used. As the fight continued, Anthony Smith hit him with a very beautiful leg kick that pretty much shut down Jim Crute's leg. I mean, Jim Crute couldn't couldn't stand. He he couldn't stand on it. He was literally hopping on one leg, and it's really amazing that he managed to even get a takedown. Um, it's like I've always said, sometimes all it takes is one good shot and everything shuts down. You know, sometimes, sometimes you don't always need a multitude of shots. If you land at the right place at the right time, you can make the lights go out anywhere, whether it's a body shot, a leg kick or a shot on the chin. And that's what it was. A good stoppage. You know, the fight was stopped right before the second round. It was a good stoppage. I mean, you can't really argue against it. I don't think Jim Crute would have been able to get that same takedown again, you know, in the second round. That that was just one of those luck shots. Uh, Uriah Hall versus Chris Weidman. I mean, never underestimate the power of a low kick, of, of a check, you know. Never underestimate the power of a check. I mean, the the thing is, is... You know, learning how to check low kicks can be used as a weapon. You know, it, it it can be used as a weapon, not just for not just for defense, but for offense. It can be used as an offensive weapon, and that's one thing we learn is as effed up as that leg break was from Chris Weidman. You know, checking low kicks can is a very valuable weapon that you can use on the offensive you don't need to use it as a defensive move it can be very well be a great offensive move and Uriah Hall very smart in checking that leg kick as soon as Weidman threw it which resulted in his leg break and what was really crazy was how ironic that was because years ago back in 2013 Chris Weidman did the same thing to Anderson Silva which resulted in Anderson Silva sitting out for a year now, years later, the same thing happens to him. I mean, irony is real. Um, Valentina versus Je- Valentina Shango versus Jessica Andrade. I mean, this was by far the most impressive fight. This fight was by far the most impressive fight and the most intriguing fight. More intriguing than Rose versus Zhang Wei Li. I know the weasel and other idiots tried to say Rose was, but they're, they're Rose fanboys. So of course they're going to pump her up. Um, it was just excellent. You know, Valentina beat 
Jessica Andrade at her own game. Literally beat her at her own game. And not only that, just shows the effectiveness of upper body takedowns. I've said it before, I've said it again. Upper body takedowns are really effective. And the way she did it too was really smart. Every time, you know, Jessica Andrade attempted to clinch up, she immediately got the body lock and started attacking. She wasn't trying to be defensive. She wasn't trying to be. And that's one of the things I've said when dealing with the clinch with Jessica Andrade is you have to be offensive. You can't be defensive because if you're defensive, she's just going to pick you up and slam you. Valentina just totally outclassed her. I mean... I mean, I mean, I don't really don't see how Jessica Andrade would win if there was a rematch. I mean, she would have had to land the biggest luck shot ever. I mean, really impressive. By far, one of Valentina's most impressive performances. Zhang Wei Lee versus Rose Nama Yunus. I mean, stylistically, this was made for Rose to win. I mean, the reality is, it was a fight for Rose to win. As much as people hate it, as much as I as some people don't want to believe this was you know a stylistically it matched up well you know a short fighter who is not really a technical fighter someone who isn't going to be mean and aggressive and push the pace on her you know she doesn't use her physicality in a way where like a jessica Andrade, she's very kind of you know she's like almost like a tyrone woodley in a way you know just kind of relying on that explosiveness not really trying to be technical um and rose exposed it i mean apparently there's you know and one of the things to take away from that is lead front leg kicks are legit. I mean, lead front leg kicks are downright amazing. I mean, the lead front leg is a very valuable weapon to have. Do not underestimate the lead front leg. I mean, the, the lead front leg kick is a very dangerous weapon and you can knock people out with it. You know, I know a lot of people like to say the back leg is dangerous and that's more, you know, reasonable, which I get, but the lead front leg kick is a legit technique, man. And, you know, and it's kind of funny because Joe Rogan was talking about with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson on how, you know, that's the, that's possibly the next tech thing, the possibly next technique to show its effectiveness. And Rose showed it very awesome. Impressive performance by Rose. Of course the UFC is going to make a rematch because they want to reach the Chinese market. They want to, you know, they've always, they've had a hard time reaching the Asian market. This is a way to do it. So there it is. Um, Kamara Usman versus Hori Mazadal. I mean, this fight, a lot of people said was going to be boring. A lot of people were like, oh my God, this, this fight's not going to, this fight's going to be boring. It's going to be the same as the last fight. Just to, you know, just crude Usman cruising to a decision, la la la. Yeah. Well, the thing is, don't ever count Usman out when it comes to the possibility of being an exciting fight. Um, yeah. And he's proved that multiple times. This, fight was lived up to my expectations i said it was before i said it was going to be exciting i said it was going to be a real competitive fight both guys were really competitive looking to make a point and they did um of course the end result was 
Usman, you know, catching him with the step through right, which I mean was very smart. I mean, the thing was was very impressive was the technical adjustments that both fighters made. You know, one of the things was you know, was with technical adjustments that were made. You know, Masvidal, he came in with the right idea. Take the center, back him up. Um, the problem where Masvidal messed up was is that instead of stepping to the side like he did the first time Usman threw the step through straight right, he backed straight up. And the reason why he did that was because he was landing that left hook. And, you know, Masvidal being the technician that he is you know was smart enough to recognize the most effective shot he was landing and was looking for all the various ways he can land it and he was landing it unfortunately Usman is also a very a very high it has a very high fight IQ and recognized Masvidal throwing that left hook and backing straight up which allowed him to throw the step through right which, of course, if you saw the fight, knocked Masvidal clean out. I mean, this is the first time Masvidal ever has been knocked out in his career. He's only, this is the third time he's ever been stopped in his career. And it was really impressive. Like I said, it was, it was probably one of the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful fights next to Valentina versus Jessica Andrade, one of the most beautiful technical fights I ever did see. The way these guys made adjustments with each other throughout the fight up until the knockout was just, it was damn near impressive, and it's crazy, and, I, and I'm, I'm still watching it even now. Um, you know, and I mean, where does... Pretty much where does Usman go from here where it's obvious the Colby Covington fight... Um, I don't think Colby Covington beats him. I think Colby Covington gets stopped just as worse. Um, I would like to see him fight Wonder Boy. I think that's the fight. I think that's the fight to really make. But, you know, the UFC wants money. And they got to make up for the lost revenue due to the corona. So, um, Jorge Masvidal, he's honestly... The thing where it was really messed up, and I want to talk about two things, is... A, there, there's a lot of negative narrative toward Jorge Masvidal. The one is because he talks shit. Um, one, people say he's a journeyman. Didn't deserve the title shot. Didn't deserve it a second time either. Um, he's never going to fight for a title. So I want to address all three of those things. For one, the, Masvidal has always talked shit. This is the first time that his shit talking was actually highlighted. If people, if, you know, these supposed MMA fans that I see on the pages that I follow, like the more, like the uh, Carlos Condit page, the killer Carlos Condit page I follow on Facebook, a lot of those people are casuals. And if they were smart, which, of course, I, unfortunately, People, unfortunately, we live in a day and age where using an ounce of brain power is foreign. They would know that Masvidal has always talked shit. He's always been a guy that talks shit. He's always been a guy who, you know, isn't afraid to talk shit and, you know, talk shit in the ring, outside the ring. That's just who he is. And he makes no, make, and he makes no apologies for it. Um, the thing is also too is like and it wasn't like he was still talking shit 
and complaining about the stoppage or whatever it is like Colby Covington. No, he gave credit where credit is due. And it's not because he was humbled. It's because, no, he recognized that Usman was the better man. Okay, there's a difference between being humble and recognizing that you've met your match. Okay, humbled would be you just being so arrogant that you just don't think this guy has a chance in hell. I mean, you you come in just literally ill-prepared and, and nothing whatever the sort. Recognizing somebody is your equal or better than you is you coming there confident, not cocky, you know, ex telling what you're going to do, thinking of what your opponent is, losing the fight, you know, not coming in arrogant, but coming in confident, losing the fight, and then acknowledging, okay, yeah, you know, okay, he was the better man. Masvidal is, Masvidal did not, Masvidal didn't show the things that I explained in, in the first, in the first one. Um, he was confident, but he wasn't arrogant. He wasn't cocky. You know, the guy was just doing what he usually does. You know, it's who he is. He's as real as it gets. And guess what? He gave credit where credit is due. You know, he wasn't cocky. He wasn't humbled. He was a guy who came in confident and he lost and he acknowledged and he was humble. And he was humble about it. You know, th there's a difference between being humble versus being humbled. Okay? Masvidal is humble. Colby Covington was got, was being humbled. See the difference? Being humbled is pretty much, and, and that's the, is it. Like I'll explain to you before. There's a difference between being humble versus being humbled. You know, Kobe Covington got humbled. Masvidal was humble. Even though it didn't look like that, he was humble and gave credit where credit is due. Kobe got humbled. All right. That's the difference. Kobe got humbled. And it's pretty evident he knows he got humbled when he started coming up with all the excuses about why he lost the fight. That's how you know a guy got humbled. All right. That's how you know a guy got humbled. That's how you know a guy's ego got cracked. Masvidal was humble. All right. He, you know, he recognized Usman was the better man and didn't make any excuses toward it. That's the difference. So when people say, oh, Masvidal got humbled, he came in too cocky. No, you dumbass. That's who he is. He's he's a guy that talks shit. He's always talks shit. And he backs it up and he's willing to back it up every time. And if he loses, he loses. He's not going to apologize for it or make excuses for it. He accepts the results as what they are. And that's the and that's the difference between being humble versus being humbled. Um you know, another thing that I wanted to account for was, you know, him being a journeyman. The thing with Masvidal is when you look at his record, the guy has literally fought top flight competition throughout his whole career. The reality is, is Masvidal is one of those few guys who did it the hard way. He's he's pretty much what you would call the Marvin Hagler's or the Roberto Duran's. The guys who did it the hard way. The guys who went out and fought the best, win, lose, or draw to be the best. And yeah, the record isn't pretty, but hey, the guy's willing to take a risk. Hey, the guy's willing to walk the road less traveled. How many MMA fighters can you say have done that? Not a lot. How many fighters in general can you say have done that? Not a lot. And 
this is kind of the same thing, you know, you know, Dustin Poirier, you know, Rafael Dos Anjos, all at one point in time got labeled the journeyman until, you know, for some reason, casual fans suddenly took a liking to him, you know, and that's the same thing with Jorge Masvidal, is, you know, everyone was all, all of a sudden on his dick celebrating him, and as soon as he loses, oh my god, you know, as soon as he loses, Oh my God, he's a journeyman. He sucks. He'll never come back to a title. Yeah, well, I mean, the same thing was said about Dustin, and the same thing was said was about Rafael Dos Anjos. Both guys rose back to the top, you know? And even though, yeah, Rafael was unsuccessful in reclaiming that title because he had a shot at the interim belt, and Dustin Poirier is fighting for the belt, you know, doesn't change the fact that, you know, it doesn't change the fact that, yeah, the the records don't make them just just because their records are the way they are doesn't make them a journeyman. You know, a journeyman is a fighter who can never fight the elite. They can only fight the fighters that are C class, but they can never fight the fighters that are either B or A class. Masvidal, Dustin Poirier, and Rafael dos Anjos have all fought the B and A class. And have performed greatly against the B and A class versus versus the fighters that can't perform against the B and A class. And that's the difference. Okay, that's what a journeyman is. A fighter who could only fight C class fighters. Masvidal has not fought in C class fighters. That's the difference. So um no, he's not a journeyman. And the thing is, the numbers don't make the record. It's the details of the record that make the record. Um, another thing. Um, so the weasel went on to say that Masvidal got caught with the same punch throughout his career. And I don't know. Ma, I don't know. The weasel irritates me. So when you watch the footage, for one... A TKO is not the same as a KO, right? A TKO is you getting knocked down, you get barrotted with punches, or you get knocked down and the ref stops the fight. That's a TKO. A KO is you getting completely knocked out cold and pretty much, yeah, that's it. Nobody came in to stop it. You're out cold. Um, so that TKO loss... So that TKO loss was not a KO. It was a TKO, and it was a very controversial loss because of you know the because Masvidal looked like he recovered when he got knocked down. Now the weasel is trying to say that Usman caught Masvidal with the same punch as he did when he fought in Japan and as he did when he fought in the street fights. No, he didn't. Okay, there's a huge difference between, all right, the shot that he got caught was just a plain straight right, all right? Usman caught him with a step through straight right. There's a difference between the two. Yes, he got knocked down with the same straight right, but the difference was how the straight right was thrown. Usman stepped through, which put more power into the punch, which knocked him out cold, where the step right, where just the plain straight right knocked Masvidal down. That's the difference. So when... You know, so when the weasel, I don't know what's the, with what's his deal is, he's going on these tirades about how Masvidal got caught with the same punch. Not necessarily, they're not the same punch because of the setup. Alright, you know, it's not the same punch because of the setup. 
I mean, you know, Usman did a step-through punch where those guys just threw a plain punch. I mean, got to do better with your striking. Another thing with... um. Sorry, my nose is stuffed for some reason. Another thing is, a lot of people say that Masvidal will never climb back to a title. Uh, Michael Chiesa, being an asshole that he is, because you know Masvidal beat him years, a couple years back, said that Masvidal can't climb back to a title. He absolutely can climb back to a title. I mean, can he make it back to a title? Absolutely. Will he ever fight for a title? Yes. Yes and no. You know, the reason why I say that is he can fight for a title again as yes and no. The reason why I say this is because Kamaru Usman is still the champ. And if Kamaru Usman is still the champ, then Hori Masvidal is probably never going to fight for a title again because he already fought Usman twice. And unfortunately, this isn't the states where the best fight the best. It doesn't matter whether you lost to the guy twice. If you climb back up to the top and beat the best guys to make yourself the best guy, you deserve a shot at the title regardless if the champ kicked your ass 10 times, 20 times, or 2 times, right? This isn't like out there in Asia where they have that kind of old school mentality where they still cling to that old school mentality that, you know, the fighters from back then did. You know, today, the fight mentality is you lost twice, you don't get a shot. So, you know, can Masvidal absolutely come back and fight for a title? Yes. If Kamaru Usman is not, if, if Kamaru Usman isn't holding the title around that time, if Kamaru Usman is not holding the title still, Absolutely, he can come back and fight for a title. But if Kamaru Usman is still the champ and Masvidal climbs back up to that top spot, well, then he's probably not going to fight for a title. And he'll probably have to go up and down a division. I mean, which it'd be very interesting to see him return to lightweight, even though I don't think he can do it, make lightweight, you know, given how he's talked about how the weight cut badly affected him. But, um,. It would be interesting to see him fight at middleweight or defend the BMF title, which I think is a great invention for the UFC to make big fights that aren't title fights because, you know, ESPN has this thing in their contract where it says all main and pay-per-view main events have to be title fights. So, you know, it absolutely makes sense. So it absolutely makes sense to promote the BMF belt. But yes, he can fight for a title. You know, as if Kamaru Usman is no longer the champion, by the time he gets to it, he can fight for a title. But if Kamaru Usman is still for still the champ, he's probably not going to fight for a title. So yes, Michael Chiesa, he can fight for a title. You know, he can fight for a title, but to do that, Kamaru Usman would have to lose the belt. So, stop being a hater. All you guys, stop being haters. But, um, it's not like he's in a bad place. He's in a real good place where he can pretty much do anything he wants. You know, he, he made it to the top. He's one of the top dogs, you know, not just in the division, but in the UFC. And because of that, he can. You know, he can go any which path he chooses, whether it's to fight for a title again or just go on a super fight, you know, campaign. I mean, sky's the limit for him. So, 
you know, Kamara Usman, it's it's kind of the same thing. I mean, it is it almost the same thing. Sky's the limit. He's in a position where he can go for super fights or just continue defending the title. You know, either way, I don't see Colby being Usman. Um, I would love to see Masvidal fight Wonder Boy again or fight Colby or Leon Edwards, you know, just to see Leon Edwards get punked. But uh, all in all, it was one of the best fight cards ever in UFC history. One of the best. I'm not going to say it is the best, but it is definitely one of the best fight cards. Awesome. It was great having the fans. It was so refreshing and it was so energetic. I was screaming at the top of my lungs. I was watching it at my job. So all in all, but yeah, that's my breakdown. Um, but yeah, that's my breakdown, and there'll be more things to come. Uh, I got a couple movies I want to talk about, as well as the upcoming fight card, and so on and so forth. Thank you guys for listening.